Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Engvall with my guys Mike and Robbie. And we've got a special guest. My buddy Varian is here to chat with us tonight. Yeah, just excited to, to talk to you guys. How are you guys doing? How are you guys holding up Man. with all these crazy things going on in the world? You know, still bunkered down in my house. Um, the most I do is go to the grocery store and walk to the trash can. So I'm good. <laughs> How y'all doing? Also good. I'm happy to talk to everybody again. It's been a little bit of time since we've all been on an episode together. So yeah. it's great to hear everybody. Um, I have some it's like random little things I just want to like. I guess one big thing I wanted to bring up about shoes before we get into the main, main topic. But I'm good, man. Everything's everything's great. I just wanted to talk about something in a bit. Cool. Nice. Cool. All right. How about you, Varian? How you doing, man? Doing good. Um, it's hot in the bay. Um, yeah, that's all I've been trying to cope with is the heat. It's been crazy. Yeah, man. I uh, I saw something, you know, we're, we're in the process of moving, and I saw something uh, yesterday or day before that was like, there's like 370 fires in California right now. And I mean, 30 plus of them are considered major. So it's smoky yeah, man. everywhere. Well, we're, we're at that level of Jumanji where we're getting like, you know, like smoke and fire tornadoes in California now. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Fire <laughs> tornado, tornadoes, tornadoes that start from fires. That's crazy. Yeah. And my brother's <laughs> out there. He's there. He's near, I guess, Sacramento, wherever the air force base is out there. And he's having to, I guess, evacuate his apartment because it's, it's close by. So I'm like, God oh, dang. Man. Travis yeah. Evans. Yeah. Travis. I think so. I can't remember the name of it, but oh, I wow. think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy. But, um, I don't know. It's, I guess like that's, that's kind of, that's kind of why I like doing the podcast because it's is a good time to talk to you guys and just a distraction from all the chaos that seems to be right outside the door right now. Yeah, but, literally, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, bef- as we like to start out, usually let's uh, let's let's start out with some rocking and copping. What's what's everybody rocking and copping? I'll throw it to you first, Mike. Oh shoot! Uh, today I, I broke out the uh, LeBron three Oilers. You know, still going strong in his thirty one pairs in thirty one days. Um, on my radar right now is the the Laker color and the the concrete jungle color of the uh, the Puma RS Dreamers. Those things are just clean. Like, and every time I look up, every pair sells out. So fingers crossed. Yeah, I like those. 
How about I mean, you, Robbie? My very dramatic sounding point I wanted to bring up kind of plays <laughs> into rocking and copying. So <laughs> might as well say it now. Um, it's been really good to like get different shoes and like try out different brands. And without you two in my life, I would have never even really entertained trying different shoes. So I think we spoke about this on an episode like a month ago. If you're striking out on stuff you can't get, might be a JJJ Hound, New Balance. It could be anything. Just go try something different. Go mix it up. Go be like Nick. Go have a storage unit worth of stuff now in one room where it's all diversified. <laughs> you have, you know, you have like probably LA gear to Nike, you know, Reebok to ASIC. So it's like, you know, mix it up. And I just want to say I'm thankful for you too for helping diversify the bonds. Go for sure. Right on. Right on. I'm- now, I'm going to be rock. I mean, I rocked the Converse Pro Leathers today. Um, they Ooh. sent me a bunch of stuff. They were so nice. Thank you, Converse. Um, but I've never owned a pair of Chucks. I've never owned a pair of Pro Leathers. And I was like, all right, like, it's game time. So I wore the Pro Leathers all day. Like, we did a little bit of errand things and mostly around the apartment because they were clean still. And they're, they're very nice. So that's what I rocked today. But I really want to cop those white and green Air Max ones, like white, gray, and green Air Max ones that are coming out. Um, and the pretty much every Kobe, like the undefeated pack with the, the 12 teams that passed on Kobe, um, you know, kind of commemorative. And then the other one is like a white and gold type deal. Um, I want both of those really bad. So if there is a, if there's a sneaker, you know, fairy, I really want those Kobe's. <laughs> I, I don't mean, so want to say it out loud. I want to go. I mean, I'm weird, man. I bought the Kobe five and 11 and a half when they first came out and it does not fit my foot. I'm like what idiot buys a half size down, but whatever. So like this time I just want to get the right size and be happy and wear them. But uh, who knows if that'll work out, but that's what I'm looking to cop. What about you, Nick? Um, so this is kind of coincidence that Varian's on here talking with us, but I, uh, been actually wearing the Air Max two light, I guess like purple berry colorway. It's like the purple and pink that he uh, picked up for me a a long while back. They've pretty much been like my beaters this summer. So, um, they're unfortunately filthy because I'm terrible human being when it comes to cleaning (laughs) sneakers, but I love them. And like, they're just, so not these are they're they're my size 13 but like related to your comments about buying shoes a a size half size down or whatever i sometimes will buy a shoe that i don't want to like beat up or like actually you know where where i'm gonna work out or or you know run or hoop or something like skating Mm -hmm. like literally like a half size or a size down. Like I I'm, I'm right around a 12 and a half, like a little above that most of the time. But then sometimes I'll pick up a shoe in like a 12 intentionally so that it fits so snug that I just wear it super loose with the laces loose. That way I know that I'm not going to be doing anything crazy to beat it up. So like if a shoe fits nicely and I can just throw it on and be like, not care, it doesn't stand a chance in my life. Cause I end up just wearing it all the time. Cause I'm like, ah, even though I have all these shoes, 
I just like where I like having just like that one go to for a, an amount of time, right? Like it's a real challenge for me to actually like go and get shoes out to to wear, and like I'm just I, I guess I'm just lazy, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll say sneaker hacks with Nick. Y'all take note of that. You want to conserve your shoe, get it too small. We don't want to wear it all day. Well, That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't like, I don't think of it as like, it, it's not fitting, right? Like the length of the shoe is, is doable for me. It's just that like, you know, you buy a basketball shoe and you want it to fit fairly snug. You're going to lace it up and tie it tight. But mm-hmm. if I'm buying like a running shoe or an SB dunk, for instance, I could go a little bit smaller and the length of the shoe still is cool for me. I just need it to be a little wider. So I leave the laces loose and just kind of like pull them to the ends and then tie that the very ends of each side of the lace. So it won't pull through and mm-hmm. I can wear that comfortably. I just can't, you know, if it's loose, I can't be like, you know, chasing the dog down the block in it without. Losing <laughs> shoe. So that's kind of like my, like I, I won't do anything too extreme in them. And you know that, but, But yeah, that, so that's what I've been, been rocking the last couple of days. Uh, what I'm looking forward to, uh, sound like a total hype beast on this one, but that civilist SB dunk with the color changing shit on the upper. Oh man, those are nice. Wild. Yeah, man. Like I just saw that. I, I saw the shoe a while back and was like, okay, I can rock with some craziness. Right. And then I saw like the video this week and Man, like, where do I, I, I need more notifications. How do I sign up for notifications? You know, <laughs> like I, I definitely need to get a pair of those. No. So those are just at skate shops. They're not going to drop on like sneakers. So I think that's super cool, but it's also super hard. Um, it's a good thing to get people seeking out their local shops, maybe to try to support them, but no way in hell you're getting your hands on those. I thought they were cool. You just said when buying dunks, and I kind of laughed because like no one buys dunks <laughs> anymore. Yeah. But, um, no, those are I complete. Those are so thick. I'm stuttering just trying to get it out of my mouth because those are thick. Yeah, and I like them so much. I'm like, oh, I would love to step out, and much like my personality it starts out very dark, and then it just grows. <laughs> yeah. I saw one guy microwave his just to get it uh, that full color before he walked out the house. Man, see, it's like it's fires in California. It's it's the fires in California. It's like a hundred something degrees in most of the places here. So people will be here. There'll they'll be all sorts of color changing going on. <laughs> anybody here? But it's funny before we before we get to variance picks. Uh, I wanted to say, Robbie, it's it's abs- it's actually really crazy because I don't push like shoes. Like we don't push shoes on each other, really. Right? We talk about them with each other. But like we don't really say, oh, you got to go try this, except for I think maybe Mike with some new balances a ways back. Right. When he got those, he was like, yo, these are so good. You guys got to get them. Yeah, I mean, I push them sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's kind of funny because because the two shoes that Robbie is now like wearing or, or got and wearing Converse Chuck Taylor's my absolute favorite shoe and Reebok Question, probably mm-hmm. my second favorite shoe. And I haven't really even been pressuring him, but like, you know, the sneaker gods are like throwing stuff his way. And I'm just saying like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's a higher calling, Robbie. <laughs> maybe, 
maybe I just need to give a lesson and like seem hungry without being thirsty. That's the biggest biggest people people always ask, like, you know, what do you do? Like, what, you know, yada, yada. It's like, man, you got to be hungry. You got to work without pay, but you can't be thirsty. So a, a, a lot of hungry nights. (laughs) <laughs> I'm oh, no, no. <laughs> my favorite like track two <laughs> all right so so what are you what are you rocking this week a variant and uh what's on your cop what's on the watch list for your cop so i'm participating in the 31 for 31 um so today i was rocking the um, vapor max 2 fly nets one of my favorite shoes uh, yeah, I haven't worn those in a while. So if if you take a look at my Instagram feed this week, I've been trying to do like the evolution of the Air Max thing, just based on what I have. So it, it you know it starts nice. out with the Air Max One and then it progresses and stuff like that. But yeah, so nice. today is the the Vapor Max Two, flying it. And uh, with regards to what I'm looking at. I'm actively not looking at anything because I want too many things. That's <laughs> literally what it is. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking at sneakers. I'm not looking at any blogs. I am just trying to starve myself because it's too ridiculous and I need to save money for bills. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. <laughs> smart man. Like, I was like, no, it's, it's killing me, but you know, it's better than being homeless. Yep. <laughs> yep. Although, so, um, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but although my latest purchase was the, um, oh my God, the, uh, the BBs, the, the React BBs, and I'm really liking those. Nice, so I nice. I was wondering, yeah, I've, I've been, I, I definitely need to get a pair of those. They are, so they give me this like late 90s type of uh, up-tempo feel. But then with React cushion and the zooms in the front, it's it's clean. It's really nice. That's dope. Right. Good yeah, stuff. and and I wanted to actually shout shout out your Instagram too. It's it's kicks with V V E E. But I I love that you pulled out. Uh, this is probably a few days ago or whatever. But the Air Max three hundred and sixty evolution of airs. Oh yeah, that shoe is so wild to me to think of. Like, I mean, just like the evolution of of air, literally, right? Right. Like having. Going from like 360 and then having, you know, the like, oh, well, that's not really full air because there's all these like, you know, braces in the middle. And now we're at, I mean, just think of like how Nike is. It's been awesome to see you put posting that up, but it just, it's kind of mind blowing to see them like see the progression of that. Right. Because you don't really think about like how we got to, you know, Vapor Max. Right. You don't really think of like, the Air Max 2015s or any of those like in between because they weren't quite as big as like 360, you know, 360, the first time you saw it was like, whoa, like that's like Mm -hmm. serious. And then like now, like we're, we're moved past that so far to like Vapor Max where you're just like, okay, everything is separate. There's just pods, you know, like AirPods basically all over and then some. But it was super dope. That's one of my favorite shoes. Like, definitely on. I, I think I probably still have like the saved eBay search for that for that pair at my size. But I don't know, like, if 
if it was just the rumors, because back then it was like Nike Talk and Soul Collector Forums, ISS Forums, etc. But the 360s seem to always have air bubble issues, right? Like there was a lot of people that had problems with them popping. Mine didn't pop. Um, yeah, uh, mine kind of, you know, became kind of opaque. And then I tried out that little trick that I saw on Instagram once where you take like a hairdryer or a heat gun and kind of heat it up mm -hmm. and it kind of becomes clear again. So it worked. Nice. Yeah, that blew nice. my mind. When I saw it, I was like, crap, that really works. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I was happy about that. But no, I, I haven't had any um, bubble issues except, well, so I, I had those Evolution series, but I also had a regular one. And mine popped because of um the outsole so you know you just walk on the streets of san francisco it's not the cleanest streets and you know stepped on something and bubble pop yeah but that's the only issue i can think of but at least that's what happened to mine all right all right yeah so we're gonna we're gonna actually come come back to that in a, in a way so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna come back to that in just a minute but um i wanted to just read like we we got a few reviews to catch up on so i think oh. the, this last one is a bp closer great podcast for sneaker lovers fisher price jordan fours love the podcast keep it up guys so appreciate everybody that's taking the time to to leave us a review on itunes that's like the best way for us to grow this community around the podcast and get more listeners and get more people talking to us about kicks and um i think this is you know just like we try, we try not to push it too much, but we really, really, truly appreciate you guys taking 60 seconds out of your day and writing us a quick review. Even if it's, you know, a suggestion and you don't like what we're doing, I'd still love to see that and appreciate you guys just taking that time. Yeah. Shout out to the homie Ryan for even, he'll go back and text me and be like, hey, this was good and stuff like that. So thank you for any which kind of feedback, but reviews are killer. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I guess a little bit on top of that, like if you've joined our Patreon and you're in our discord, like, you know, the, the, the people in discord have been super helpful with, I mean, hunting down shoes with deals, with suggestions for the podcast, suggestions for the discord, all of, all of the above. So everybody that, that has supported us through Patreon and, you know, chats with us through, through discord throughout the day. Um, we appreciate you guys as well. It, it really means a lot to, to see you guys supporting us like this and trying to do the best we can for you. So for sure. Um, appreciate you. yeah, so I wanted to, I wanted to have Varian on for a handful of reasons, but one of the things that I wanted to just shout him out for is, um, I mean, I don't know when we first started going back and forth on social media, but you know, we, we realized when he came to DesignerCon to help us. And if you came to DesignerCon and shot hoops, he was on the mic, gassing people up, trash talking everybody, shooting hoops. He, 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 had, he literally had a line at our booth at DesignerCon. And I, I really would not have been able to do that without him. So first and foremost, I wanted to thank him for, for doing that. And one day we're going to do it again whenever all this shit is gone and we can get back to some sort of uh, normal living. But also related to the Air Max that he was talking about and the pop bubbles in San Francisco, we realized when we were talking at DesignerCon 
that we probably crossed paths way back in the day when he was in San Francisco working at Nike Town, pre Nike store. And I mean, OG, I used to, baby. Yeah. I mean, I used to, I used to be down <laughs> Six, there all, four, five, the three all day. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, it's kind of crazy because, because like, I mean, it's just such a different world when it comes to retail now. And I don't know, there was something special about San Francisco, Nike town. I think, I think it's kind of interesting too, because, you know, we've talked about, Robbie's talked about Nike town in Vegas back in the day. And it's just, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's sneaker history, right? Like there's something special about it. But I'm, I'm sure those t-shirts are probably collector's items now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of but, regret not buying them. Seriously. Yeah. I think about that too, man. But I guess um, before we get into, I guess like your, your big announcement, let's say um, let's, <laughs> let's, let's give people a little bit of a background on how you got into sneakers and, and maybe, you know, some of your, some of your experiences there at Nike town in San Francisco and kind of just give them a little bit of a backstory on who you are and what you're about. Sure. Um, with regards to sneakers, uh, well, first off, yeah, my name is Varian. Um, thank you guys for having me on the show. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, listen to your podcast like every week as consistently as possible, usually in the car. So sometimes I'm, especially now, I'm a little behind on uh, episodes. I think I haven't listened to the latest one that you just put out, but never mind. Secondly, Robbie. I thought you were brethren, man. It sounds like I'm the last no Bach boy left on planet Earth. I'm a little <laughs> disappointed. Little disappointed. Hey, man. Hang out with us. Here. We'll convert you, too. Come on. Let's get this man some questions over here. So, funny story. Questions are my favorite Reeboks ever. But I, I'll buy them, but I won't wear them. <laughs> what? Nah. I... I have a very strict, like, yeah, I'm Nike and Jordans only on my feet, period. I have tried, although, so a little background. I definitely am a sneaker nerd, love sneaker technology, love sneaker design, love understanding how things fit and why they do certain things a certain way to kind of accomplish something. So I like taking apart my old sneakers and stuff like that and just kind of exploring so I have, even as a kid, gone into stores and tried out all these different shoes to feel how they fit and what, you know, what they do. So I'm familiar with the competition and the technology and all that. I'm just not going to wear my, you know, with my fits. Okay. Okay. That, that's, that's, that. But that's just me. That's yeah. just me. So, you know, when I started listening to the podcast, I heard this dude. It was like, no bog boy. I'm like, yeah, son. And then now <laughs> he sold out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's so much selling out. <laughs> Look, I can't fault you though. The, the questions are nice. And if they give you a pair, you know, wear them. Like, I'm not going to fault you for it. I probably do the same. But quite honestly, I'll just keep it in my storage unit and just kind of appreciate it. I have like four pairs now. So they're. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I like them. I really do. I think I have to say, so I mean, while we're on the topic, I wore the kamikaze twos like two days in a row, just like on my afternoon walk. And the kamikaze two is more comfortable than most modern Nike basketball shoes. 
Damn. That's my take of the day. That shoe was damn comfortable. Still. That's that, that is definitely a hot take. That, yeah. that is a hot take. Especially even from Robbie. God dang, I never thought <laughs> yeah. well, well, but then again, gotta clarify, you're you usually just wear Jordan One. So if you're just comparing Jordan One <laughs> to the Kamikaze Two, like come on. I agree. <laughs> I there absolutely is, agree. There is quite a bit more than the Jordan One back there, but <laughs> uh, this pure comfort, I mean it, it it's crazy. This I, I never thought I would say that. Do I enjoy other basketball shoes more than the kamikaze two? Yes. But just like going for like a mile and a half walk, I enjoyed wearing those more than I enjoyed I can't even think of like another shoe. Let's would you say, say you enjoyed wearing more than the Kobe ones? Pro Tros? No. I was gonna say more like more than like a hyper chase. Something like not really great. But oh, just fair enough. in general. But like all this all these new synthetics and zoom air all this stuff i mean zoom air is not new which all the modern techniques are cool but when you have a really good construction and good materials and hex light it still works so it's just it blew my mind i was as i was walking i was like damn these are like actually comfortable not like tolerable but comfortable that that i agree it's the leather upper like it makes a difference isn't that crazy though like I mean, just think like people have been making, you know, sneakers or footwear out of leather for 100 plus years. Right. And all of this technology, all of the synthetic stuff, like, I mean, you know, you could argue that like the suede mesh on an Air Max 90 or Air Max 1 is up there. Right. But like a good leather basketball shoe or or even running shoe of some kind with you know, dated, but like solid cushioning is still so good compared to some of the like crazy synthetic stuff that ends up on like performance shoes. It's just such a weird thing because like the average consumer, I think, you know, is, is probably always going to since the nineties is always going to default to just give me that like good leather, you know, and a, and a decent cushioning system. And I'll be good. I mean, I think that's kind of the kind of the reason why like Air Force Ones, Dunks, Jordan Ones, you know, like like some of those Reeboks like Kamikazes with the Hexalite. It's just kind of fascinating to me how that technology has stood the test of time compared to so many other things that have come and gone. You know, kind of like what we were talking about with Air Max, you know, the 360 stuff to me, I, I like the visual of the 360 Air way more than I like the visual of Vapor Max. But I also really love those like 2015, 16, 17 Air Max models where you had the full bubble and like a flywire upper of some kind or, you know, engineered mesh of some kind on, on the upper. But it's just crazy to think of like how, you know, that technology is so simple and dated. But for most people, it's going to get the job done and probably be something that they're going to be super excited about. Yeah. And what's... I mean, what you could really do, you can loop in the Kobe one to that still, because ultimately it's a leather shoe with good traction and zoom air that it's like put more zoom air in it and made it a little bit lighter. But at the end of the day, it has all those basic shoe principles that haven't really changed in a hundred years. And that's what makes them so good. Yeah. Agree. I mean, this good leather just hugs your foot though. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not that, oh, it's not Fuse or whatever, that this translucent mesh that's literally on everything now. 
But good love to hug your foot. And I mean, think about like Robbie, the the Harden, the OG to o, uh, meets OG uh, questions we got. The the leather on that's like ridiculously nice. And just because the leather is nice on that, then another pair of questions I have, I think those are more comfortable. I haven't worn them yet, so uh, I will. Usually, thanks, Robbie. right though. I mean, the Chris from Wearchester said it. It's just like if it's good leather, it just makes a difference. So I know, Agreed. I know everybody. I know Varian likes wear testers too. So we're, we're getting off topic. I'm just gonna shut my mouth. No, no, you're good, man. Like I was gonna say, I just recently learned that uh, with regards to leather, genuine leather is not the top leather. It's actually the bottom rung, which blew my mind. But marketing, like the, the way they marketed the thing, it's uh, it's shown like it's supposed to be, because of the word genuine, you know, it's supposed to represent top, end, uh, like high-end leather, but it's not. Yeah. You know what's crazy? It's kind of like, um, I think it was like in the 80s, right, where uh, going, get going down the, the, the car nerd in me path, right. Chrysler marketed Corinthian leather as like this super elite top tier, right. you know, expensive material. And there is no such thing as Corinthian leather. They just used the name and marketed it. And, <laughs> and like, it sounds people, Italian. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it, like, it's yeah, Corinthian it's, leather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I think those I think those uh, OG meets OGs. Those are made of Corinthian leather, actually. Hundred <laughs> percent. As long as I can be smoking my Corinthian Corinthians. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, so so let's get back to to Varian's uh, experience here. How, like, what's like the first pair of sneakers that you remember one being obsessed over? And two, the first pair that you remember getting and being excited about. Uh, so always been a sneakerhead as a kid and just never knew there was a nomenclature attached to it. So anytime my parents bought me a new pair of shoes, I was excited. So I've worn and it's usually just bargain bin stuff. Um, to give you a little context, I grew up in Singapore. And uh, so my, my mom would go to sales bin, buy a new pair of shoes. So I've worn stuff from like Donny. Uh, Diodora, you know, Brooks and all, you know, all these other brands and stuff like that. As long as they were new, I was good to go. My first name brand shoe that I got in a bargain bin was a pair of Adidas basketball shoes. And I got super excited for those when I found like an old school NBA poster. Um, so somebody was, was selling and I saw a picture of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and he was wearing those same shoes. So that just got me hype. That's uh, awesome. But the first, yeah. pair, the first pair of shoes I really obsessed over were the Jordan 5s. Couldn't get them, couldn't afford them. But just seeing that shoe with the, the 3M tongue and the clear outsoles, it kind of just blew my mind. And I just obsessed over it. I started drawing it and stuff like that. And uh, when I went to school, we had like wood shop. And I made a pencil holder that looked like the Jordan 5. That's amazing. Dang, true craftsmanship, so you, right? See, there. yeah, you, you and you and Robbie had that had that 
you know, you fell apart over the Reebok questions, but now you're right back together. Because <laughs> that's Robbie. That's Robbie's all about the Jordan fives, man. I know. I remember. I do listen to the show. That's why I'm a little disappointed. My dude here just kind of like, you know, jump ship. <laughs> Dang. I, you know what? I, Varian, I hate to make you even like more upset, but. You're dead to me, Mike. Your, no, I got you. Like, look, I had to. Look. So what, what happened was, <laughs> so I actually had a pair of the 2016 uh, metallic fives, the, the black metallic fives, and I don't look, man. I am what five six or five seven, five eight, whatever. Jordan fives are don't look that great on me. I'm not a tall human being, so I traded I'm mine today. I mean, it's still taller than me. <laughs> so I traded my I traded my uh, my pair for a pair of a uh, Concord 11. So I was like, okay, that, that right. you know what? That's an upgrade. Okay, all right. See, I want to see where we're That's gonna go from there. Because I mean, if you if you want to talk about comfort and stuff like that, like this is what I do for all my retros that are 1996 and before. I take out an insole, put in a put in a good pair of insoles, and call it a day. Got to all of them. Got and I don't to. even buy expensive ones. I go, you know, I get the Dr. Scholl's that you can get at Walgreens, but I get the, um, the ones that are specific for work because they're yeah. supposed to be meant for people to, that are standing on, on their feet all day and stuff like that. So I buy those and just put in my MX ones, MX 90s, you know, Jordan ones, whatever. And just call yeah. it a day. Yeah. Better than what we get from the factories because those things are just like paper. Just slide them in there. Like, all right, cool. Next. Exactly. Gonna have to. We're gonna have to make this episode called uh, like sneakerhead life hacks. Hey, when you're like broke, that, you right? gotta make it work, man. <laughs> Just saying. I feel you. <laughs> By any means necessary, it has exactly. to be okay. To wear. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, so like you know, that's that was the first shoe I became obsessed with, and uh, my first pair of Nikes I ever bought for myself were the Jordan Sixes, although. Um, my parents would have Nikes as well. And when they weren't, well, at least my mom wasn't looking because we wore the same size. As as a kid, I had really big feet before I started growing into them. So I was like eight years old and I was wearing a men's eight. So I had Man. like Ronald McDonald feet. <laughs> like straight up, funny looking Ronald McDonald feet. It was some big ass feet. Uh, I mean, I, I can relate. I, I've been wearing a size 13 since basically sixth grade. And I, I, yeah, yeah. So, like my uncles used to call me. They used to say I look like an L because my feet were so long. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so I would steal my mom's shoes. She used to play the sport called netball. And I found out it was like a. It was known in the British colonies, so in you know Britain, Australia, Singapore, and stuff like that. They would have the sport, and um, her team would get Nikes and stuff. So I, I experienced like a brand new like MX squares, um, you know, trainers and stuff like that because I would steal her shoes and wear them out. <laughs> Yo, nice, <laughs> not a <in> mad <laughs> So that's that's how like you know. I'd get my shine on and stuff like that. But then when I was able to save money and buy my own pair of shoes, the Jordan six is one of my first. And then, um, my feet would grow. I, I think starting from the age of 14, it's when I hit a growth spurt, thank God. But my feet would grow like almost a half size every year. And I started freaking out when I hit 10 and a half. And then I was, am I going to an 11? And I'm only like 
five, four, five, five at the time. And I'm like, uh, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. Yeah. So when I hit 15, uh, well, when I hit 14, my metabolism kicked in. And I started eating for the entire country. <laughs> That's when my growth spurt kicked in. So when I hit 15, I was like five, seven. I was like, okay, cool. I'm good. I'm five, 10 now, but. You know, all, all the kids that used to make fun of me uh, when I started picking up basketball, my classmates would like out rebound. And one guy like stole a rebound from me. He was like, hey, man, grow a little taller and come play with us again. So like the next year when we came back, I was actually taller than him. He's like, what happened to you? And I'm like, no, no. The question is, what happened to you? Because I don't feel that I grew. I think you shrunk. <laughs> it's all that disrespect he had. He had you know what? I'm going to get bigger than you now. <laughs> It, it's funny because, yeah, like like that growth spurt was really, really weird. It hit it it hit when I was 15 and just like kept on going till I hit 5'10". But after that, like, you know, just all I did was just obsess about sneakers and stuff like that. I uh, worked at a, a sneaker store in Singapore called Wall of Sports. It's kind of like a Foot Locker type thing uh, mm-hmm. that's out there. My first job was at 16 and they put me in this bargain uh, sale thing uh, that they rented out the space and in, in like the, the entryway of a mall. And we had all these like, you know, odd sizes and just like overstocked shoes and stuff like that. And I specifically remember it was 1994 because I had the air ups and I loved those shoes so much. And I, I wore them to work. It was looking fresh and everything like that. But like they they were selling um, diamond turfs, like the Deion Sanders ones, like yeah. uh, the, the black red and uh, black red and white. And they had the Air Moab twos. Okay. And they had all these other brands like British Knights and everything like that there. And I would the the Nike whore that I am, I would just <laughs> like push all the Nike products of people that was I sold all of it out. That's amazing. Man, you, you keep that for yourself? You, you, you know, what's the first shoe you bought when you started working there? Because like, we all have that one shoe. We're like, all right, we got the employee discount now. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, man, I, I never thought about that. That's a good question. What's the first pair of shoes that I bought with the employee discount? While I, you're thinking about that, can we just do like a PSA for Nike? Because I know Nike employees listen to this so could we just get the air up like a good quality nike air up retro that's that's all i'm asking absolutely all i want is what they did for the gp ones just straight on one for one retro of the era with all the tech in there that's it that's all i want like those shoes are so amazing i i'd even be willing to put down like a a a 50 deposit just to get them like if, if if it's a money thing for Nike and they need they need fifty bucks or whatever, I'm down. I I'm down too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I would have to work the corner of my 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 block, but I will make that happen. <laughs> so, like, when did you when did you end up working at Nike Town in San Francisco? And like, how did you how did you decide on that? So um, I moved to the Bay late 99. Uh, I was going to school and stuff like that. And um, so I, I basically uh, at the time was going to school at Foothill College down in Mountain View. Uh, it was a junior college. So I would I was crashing at somebody's place up in San Francisco. I would take the uh, the train down 
and it was like a two hour journey one way. It, it was crazy. I would have my first class would be like eight in the morning. I'm like hopping on the 6 a.m. train just to like, you know, go. But I would stay there all day and stuff like that. And then uh, I've kind of realized like I would need some money coming in to like, you know, pay rent and stuff because I was even though I was sharing an apartment with somebody else, like I still needed money to, you know, cover all the other bills. So Nike, Nike town was there and it's Nike. So I was like, yo, the mothership is calling. I'm gonna go home. <laughs> so <laughs> went there, interviewed, um, and they actually, they put me in customer service. So, uh, and I'm glad they put put me there because I got to experience so many different things working customer service, especially at that time. So I dealt with like athlete comps, uh, dealt with a lot of weird people, a lot of, with with a lot of weird shoe things. I never understood the lengths people would go to get a fresh pair of shoes until I worked that job. Like, you know, taking a knife to the shoe, you know, doing this, Dang. doing that. I'm like, yo, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> That's Jesus. crazy. Well, I know, uh, well, I know Robbie worked in Nike Town uh, uh, Vegas. And I believe, Mike, you work at, uh, what, Foot Action and stuff like that? I did a Champs. So I worked in Champs okay. for a year. Have you not encountered somebody, so let's say a pair of shocks. Have you not encountered anybody that thought, hey, let me take a knife to this and call it a defect? No, I mean, I guess we may have and just never really like questioned it, but dang. <laughs> so I've definitely encountered that more than once. That's God. crazy. Rob, Robbie, is that something you experienced too? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, no, definitely have never heard of that, but that's, an, you definitely get more of a rowdier crowd probably in San Francisco than on the strip. So it's mostly like international people on the strip. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's, yeah. uh, oh, that, that's just one story. <laughs> if, if we want story time, I can make that happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you know, the, the one thing that was cool about working that department was uh, I got to deal with athlete comp. So I got to meet like players like, you know, Steve Young, Michael Johnson, met David Justice, Jason Giambi. I met a 16-year-old LeBron James, and I didn't know who he was at the time. That's Dang. crazy. Yeah, so, um, I, you know, there, there was these, like, stories floating around, like, within the last few months where, you know, there was, like, footage of LeBron playing with Jordan and stuff like that. And then I can testify mm -hmm. that that happened because when they were in Nike Town, uh, he was with his mom. He was with his then going-to-be agent uh, Aaron Goodwin and the mom was super proud I mean you know I would be too so like yeah we just came from Chicago you know he played ball with Michael Jordan and I'm and all I'm thinking is wait he got to meet Michael Jordan who is this kid like <laughs> why is he so lucky <laughs> <laughs> but then he's chilling in the corner he's super quiet you know just minding his own business and I look at him like yo that's 16 year old kid uh I didn't look like that when I was 16 man <laughs> like this, this is crazy. It's a grown man over here. That is, that is like steroids in your Wheaties, grown man. I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? That's nuts. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's so crazy. I mean, I, I bet I bet there's so many athletes like that too, right? Because especially like just thinking of like LeBron, 
you know, I know like technically he didn't, you know, have an agent agent, but like he had an agent at 16, you know, like if somebody's that good, the world is already that world at least is already watching like, yo, come with me, go this way, do this, do that. Here's, you know, money. Here's the the Hummer. Here's like, yeah. you know, the, the sneaker contract, all that stuff. Right. It's, it kind of reminds me of like the, the Sonny Vaccaro, you know, stuff from back in the day where they just, right. he, you know, I forget what the, what was that uh, documentary that he was on that t- talked about that? Oh, Soul yeah. Man? Soul Man. Yeah, 30 30, yeah. 30 for 30, yeah. Yeah, it was so, so crazy. Nick, I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to make sure I clarify this. He wasn't his agent at the time. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, Goodwin, Aaron Goodwin is one of those agents that actually had a Nike, uh, a Nike comp. Uh, so he would come in store all the time. I would see him all the time. We were friendly at the time. And just so happens, like, he walked in with LeBron and his mom at the time. That's Wasn't crazy. his agent at yeah. the time. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> they're not going to no, They're not gonna go ahead and uh, subpoena you. It's all good. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to spread no rumors or nothing like that. Nah, nah, son, nah. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, man. So, so what? Um, I'm trying to think. What is the craziest release that you remember from working during that time? Because, like, to me, there were so many things that were crazy. But I think like the forgotten era of Nike Town, San Francisco, and and really like just kicks in general. Um, some of those trainer one, like Manny Pacquiao collabs. The oh, lines yeah. for those were bananas in the Bay. Like people showed out trying to get those shoes. I mean, I, I drove down there from Sacramento back then. Like, wow. And, and of course struck out, but like, whatever, we were all just <laughs> like, yo, let's go try to get them. You know, like they were, they were, they were the hot thing. Right. So like being in the department that I was in, I didn't get involved in any of those releases. Cause they usually held those releases like in the main floor, which was like downstairs. And I was like on the fifth floor with, um, women's uh not women's yeah women's and kids at the time so that's where my department we were tucked into the corner people you know people would go there if they had an issue or had something on hold and stuff like that and those are the people that i would deal with gotcha gotcha okay do you remember do you remember any anything that was like super crazy in terms of like lineups and stuff Ooh, uh definitely jordan 11s um like you know they had the retros and stuff like that like when uh the black and reds for sure what year oh so i was i was in nike town like 2001 so it's around there oh okay y'all when it was still like real crazy for the 11s (laughs) exactly yeah yeah it's like 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 real real like i mean i'm I'm definitely glad that yeah i'm definitely glad that it's not like that anymore. I mean, obviously there's way more being made and there's way more people interested, but I mean, that was the first time that like, I remember, you know, thankfully I went to the, to the other mall, but somebody got shot here in Sacramento for, for the cool grays, you know, it's like at the mall, right. Florin mall. I mean, oh and those are the shoes I totally missed out on. I, if ever I would believe like there was a grail for me, it would be the cool gray 11s. And the Carmines, but the, car, the Carmines are because I messed up as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like that's on me. I did that. It, it was totally on me. I actually told Nick this story. Um, 
But so when so when I got my first pair of Jordans, which was a six, I actually got the Carmines and changed my mind a week after. I'm like, mm. uh, I honestly didn't see MJ uh, in the Carmines and it, like the color at the time. Bear in mind, I was only 14. Didn't sit <laughs> right with me. And then I brought it back, switched it for the all white with the blue and went with that. And then a month later, saw that, uh, you know, like picture that everybody's seen of MJ with the mirrors. Yeah. And he was wearing the Carmines. I'm like, damn, shouldn't have returned those. And they were just sold out. I couldn't get them anymore. And I haven't had them since. Damn, that one hurts. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> Pure stupidity on my part. I have 14. You never would have known, though. Yeah. I mean, cool thing is, I, th- I I think they're coming back next year, right? Supposedly. I'm hoping to get a pair. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we need to like, summon all of our collective powers. Maybe we can get one pair between the four of us. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. hoping to get a pair just because I'm not. So I'm not in a resale at all. Like, I, I just don't. It's not my thing, right? I buy sneakers for me and me only and for my enjoyment and nostalgia. And that's it. So I just want, I I truly do buy one, uh, buy one, stock one. And the only reason I stock is because just in case these wear out, I can just break them out again. Man, I'm going to start getting on that that uh the train of thought. Again, our sneaker hacks episode, buy one, stock one, because <laughs> I wear my crap into the ground half the time. Well, I mean, a lot of people buy them and stock them. The only thing they do now is to flip them. I don't yeah. flip anything. Yep. I'm not. So, I, I don't. I think maybe I'm too lazy sometimes. But I also, like you say, I buy stuff I like to to buy. I don't. I don't buy stuff. Just like, ooh, I'm gonna put this on Instagram for a day and then forget about it. So I'm gonna wear mine. Like I wear them at the store. You know, when stores open back up. Oh, I, I used to do that all the time uh, as a kid. Um, I would break them out of the box in uh in the bus and lace them hell yeah i would sit all the way in the back with my friends i would just like individually lace my shoes just because yeah that's a moment lacing your new shoes is a moment oh, yeah. i don't care how old you are 13 or you know 34 i don't care it's a moment true true i mean so that's a good that's a good spot to transition because i would say uh Varian's like in the midst of a moment right now because he's got some he's got some hot sauce in the works. That man the checks in the mail because that is good PR. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I think I think you know we. Th- this is something that I mean I can't. I love hot sauce. If you follow me for long enough, you know I carry packets of Tapatio, packets of Cholula. I got my little mini sriracha. Like I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty dedicated to making sure I have it with me. But I'm not like crazy into hot sauce. Like burn my face off, you know. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the like the you know Sean Evans of the world where I'm just gonna like you know bury my stuff in hot sauce. But Varian <laughs> is actually like I, I mean I can attest we had some. Uh, where do we go down there in Anaheim to get some chicken and waffles? Oh yeah, uh, um, oh my god, I I'm gonna Roscoe's. kick myself in Roscoe's. There we go. Yeah, Roscoe's, and uh, nice. I mean, I still I, I know people give me shit about this, but 
the home of chicken and waffles. <laughs> home of chicken and waffles in Oakland is still my spot. Like I, I, I you would are so go crazy though. Know? Like you, you know, I live like ten minutes away from that spot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. But I can attest that he is like about that hot sauce life. So I guess like let's. I want to know. You, know, we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but I think we should go back a little bit, and you should give a little, <laughs> a little. Uh, a little story of how you got to the point of creating your own hot sauce. Sure. And obviously how you got to the name of the hot sauce. Uh, well, first off, let's cover the name. I'm not very creative uh, with regards or imaginative in that sense. Um, so the name kind of derived from my Instagram handle. And I just figured it was kind of cute. Uh, it was like a play on, you know, sneakers and the kick that you get from the heat from hot sauces. So there's that, you know, there's nothing spectacular with the name uh, uh, founding, but with regards to me developing the hot sauce, uh, just derived from necessity, like a lot of things. Uh, I was going through hot sauce like crazy. I would honestly drink them like water. Uh, uh, Like I was telling you guys uh, a little while ago, um, one of my favorite brands is El Yocateco and at the time, their triple X hot uh, version of the habanero hot sauce was only, I could only find them in, uh, on Amazon. I couldn't find them at like Walmart's targets and stuff like that. I think you can find them now. It's more widely available, but so I would buy and they, and the place that had it only sold it in packs of four. So I would buy like eight bottles, you know, 12 bottles at a time. And I would just go through it like crazy. Uh, I, I, you know, transfer it over into a squeeze bottle that I have that I use for cooking and all that good stuff. So I figured like, okay, this is insane. I'm going, I'm spending way too much money on hot sauce and I'm going through it. Like it's, you know, like it's one bottle, but I've killed like eight. I need to learn how to make this. So I kind of did some research, found a good recipe, fairly simple recipe and, uh, just tried making it, uh, came out pretty good. Uh, kept doing it that way for a little while. Uh, my friends was uh, saying like, "Hey, this is actually pretty good, man. You should, you know, you ever thought of selling it or whatever? You know, go to like farmers markets and you know places like that." I'm like, "Nah, man, it's just way too much work, and I'm honestly just making it for me and me only. Like, you know, plus I don't have the time and the job that I was doing. So I, I'm transitioning out of that now. But like, I used to work in experiential marketing." And I'm always not at home. Like I'm always on the road or, you know, out just running a campaign or or introducing like a new product and all that good stuff. So not having the time to actually put into marketing my own brand of hot sauce and, you know, going to like farmer's markets and pushing and stuff like that. It just didn't make sense for me. So over the years, and I've been doing this for like maybe like, six, six, seven years, uh, just making my own hot sauce and stuff like that. And then it's evolved over the years through happy accidents where, oh, I forgot to um, kill the fermentation at a certain time or, or uh, you know, with regards to like leaving, leaving the, the mixture with the vinegar for a little too long. And I've noticed like different notes and flavors and stuff like that and i started mixing and matching and stuff and 
basically that's how I derived the flavor profile of my hot sauce right now, where I was able to kind of construct it in a way where you get a initial hit from the heat and then it kind of wears off and you taste the flavor and then you get a, a nice slow burn uh, at the back end as well. I gotta try this stuff. I'm gonna buy something from you. There, I, I do. I like some hot sauce. You did, you sold me so hard on that just now, like the, the backstory and then the taste. I'm like, god dang! All right, I. It didn't pay out. I mean, my, my mouth is yeah, actually so, like, You know, with COVID, I just started, you know, with COVID, I just figured that it was a good opportunity to just throw something, you know, throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. Essentially, like I'm not looking to try and be like the next sriracha success story but hey if it happens i'm not gonna deny it hey if it happens you know i'm i'm uh i'm looking for work and uh Dude, you got if, my phone if it happens, i got you <laughs> so you'd be head of marketing son like guaranteed <laughs> done so so how, how does like let's say you know in the grand scheme of things right like if we're looking at hot ones where do so you've got three flavors right and where do they right rank do. within within like the hot ones universe because that's probably what most of our listeners could relate to as far as hot sauce goes i'm so, assuming so right now i have three different flavors but they're all habanero based i okay. am working on a carolina reaper version <sighs> as well so that's probably going to rank 10 out of 10 if you were comparing with the hot ones type situation uh, habaneros, I guess it really depends. I probably put mine around seven or eight. Yeah, maybe like yeah, seven or eight, depending. You know, if you can really take the heat, like you know, it could be mm -hmm. a, a you know six to seven for you. I I don't know, especially with the current lineup of uh, uh, in hot ones. Some habanero uh, blends have been you know five and six. So I I put mine around maybe a, a seven or an eight. So just just for just for I guess clarifying, my my hot sauce uh, limit is probably at that. But before all this, Varian was saying how he was training uh, for uh, <laughs> a fear for Fear Factor. So I, I don't want to scare people away from from the hot sauce, but just know that that. This seems to be some serious stuff, right? So the fear factor <laughs> thing has got nothing to do with hot sauce. You know, they make. I mean, but you're at, you're building up your immunity to all these crazy things by that training, right? So you're just like <laughs> just just throw the ten out of ten at me, Reaper. You know, Reaper. What? Like, I, I, I'm like scared to try, like, like the the idea of any like pepper that I can't pronounce or picture in my mind. I'm like. Uh, maybe just like put a little on the side of the plate there before I put it on anything. Yeah, you no, don't have to. Reaper. Reaper means it's going to kill you. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to sit over here and look at you eat it. I mean, you know, like I didn't have this tolerance for heat like right out of the gate. Uh, in fact, when I was a kid, I hated spicy stuff. My dad used to call me American. It spells curry with a K. <laughs> and that was from my dad. Damn, disrespect. <laughs> then I, uh, you know, uh, ended up meeting some friends, like neighborhood friends and stuff like that. When I got into basketball, this one kid that I grew up with from the neighborhood, 
would love spicy stuff and we would just eat all the time so this was when i was 14 15 and when i started just really going to town just eating uh he would join me and eat and then he would match up with me with the amount of dishes that i would get for myself um three months later he came at me started yelling at me because he gained weight i'm like yo I, it's not my fault i didn't force you to eat it. <laughs> but uh he would add a lot of chili to, to his stuff and i would look at him like what and i'm like okay so one of these days I, I decided to try not his amount but just what i could tolerate and so i just kept doing it and then my tolerances started developing and i started going more and more and more and more and this one dish that I usually order is like a noodle soup type thing where the soup was just red from the chilies. It was just flat out red. Yeah. <laughs> and it just built from there. Can you uh, still taste things? Just <laughs> that's, the, that's the beauty of it is I get that question a lot from uh, so many people. And yes, I can. In fact... I, you know, I get the heat, but then I can still taste all the different flavor profiles and stuff like and break it down for you. Okay. From the all food. Right. Yeah. So I, I can still taste everything. All right. So well, I, hey, you know what, Nick, I, I got, I just came up with it. We're going to do this because I know we're, uh, we're looking at some new things with the podcast. We need to get us on camera eating these, the, the, the ghost reaper trying to do a podcast <laughs> and just crying Ooh. and sweating the whole time. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned that i've been toying with the idea of starting a youtube channel actually like you've kind of been an inspiration for it too like I, i've enjoyed your channel as well mike oh thanks man and and, and you know like seeing uh chris from where testers and how his channel grew i found his uh channel by accident uh because i was i think i was looking for a performance review on either the Kobe five or something else. And I just couldn't find something online. And for me, when it comes to sneakers and to tie back sneakers, I'm very performance driven. It's mm -hmm. not so much aesthetics always come to play for everybody, but you know, like performance was a very, very key point for me and how, you know, that shoe would perform and stuff like that. If I'm going to be shelling out money, I want it to perform. For so, sure. I was checking online. I couldn't find anything or anything of substance. And then I randomly looked on YouTube. I'm like, hey, maybe somebody posted something on YouTube. I discovered YouTube in 2005. And all I did was use it to look up, uh, you know, the, the Nike freestyle videos. Like, that's why I love your, you guys' intro so much, because it brings <laughs> me back to that. It is the best commercial ever made, period. Period. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites too. Like even even now, sometimes I go through a whole YouTube wormhole and I'll look it up and I'll watch the the full length one and then I'll watch all the different variations of it, like the shortened ones and everything like that. And then I would dive into the soccer one and I would dive into the tennis one. Like it's crazy. Yeah, man. So I mean, I think it's just it's you you downplayed it, but I actually think the kicks. The, the relation to sneakers and the kick of the hot sauce is actually a really cool play on words that like when I saw it, I was like, this is dope. So thank you. Thank you. I honestly like and just from my perspective, I did. I didn't think it was that original. I was like, eh. like I couldn't really come up with something that was 
really just like, oh my God, wow, this is cool. But I, I kind of felt like that kind of fit as well because initially I wanted to try and start a YouTube channel interviewing people in the sneaker industry that I liked and respected and kind of like their point of view on things because I kind of relate to that. For, like you, for example, or Chris and, and, and you know, all these other uh, cats and stuff. So my initial uh, Instagram screen name was Kicked by V because I couldn't think of anything else because a buddy of mine had mentioned it and it just stuck in my head. And then one day I woke up and I was like, you know what, I'm going to switch that up to with because it's a play on words. Like, you know, you're kicking it with me, but at the same time, we're talking about, you know, sneakers. Yep. Yeah, that's dope, man. So we're about out of time, but like, let's, um, let's, let's break it down. You got the three, three flavors, right? You got, I guess, like, I'll let you explain it. So, so I have a, a regular habanero. Uh, I have a habanero with mango and I have a habanero with pineapple. Ooh. Uh, hab- yeah, habanero is a actually really sweet pepper. Once you get past the heat, like it's got really good, like sweet notes and stuff. So they actually pair well with really good um, tropical fruits. Nice, uh, you know. Right, so right, and right. mango and pineapple is it's, you, you can't really miss with that. So I decided to go with a little safety net with that. Um, the the regular is kind of a, a catch all, like one one size fits all type situation where you can just use it on anything. Yeah. Where if you're using a mango or a pineapple, you kind of have to really you know, make sure that that kind of pairs well with whatever you're eating. Cool. Cool, that. man. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking and forward to like, trying them. And then, like I said, I'm developing a Carolina Reaper version as well. Uh, in fact, like I've been enjoying that a lot. It's got really good flavor. Uh, I've been mixing it with my ra- like ramen and all that good stuff too. So like I've been testing it out. It's It's been cool. Cool. I'm, I'm liking the way it's turning out. Yo, and you know, in 2030, when the world gets back to normal, um, whenever we can do this designer kind, you know, first of all, I plan on being at the next one. Man, you just need to set up that sauce, start slinging some wings out there. Golden. Yo, like, yeah, tempted, man. Uh, let's just say, um, what, what's, oh my God, I'm spacing on his name, but dude from Hot Ones has the best job ever. Oh, Sean, oh, Sean Evans? Yeah. yeah, Sean Evans. He has the best job ever. Like, I'm jealous. So we, we need it. We need it. We need like a, so I, I'm not a wings person at all. Like, what? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I like, I, I like, I, I would rather do like ramen. Like I would rather go through all those same crazy, like the crazy heat, the crazy flavor profiles on some ramen okay. than okay. Uh, dude, on like okay. chicken. So I, that's just me, but maybe we just do our own spinoff of it or, you know, the, the hot ones just needs to like they just need to hit you up and throw yours in the mix for this next season. That that's would be the, that would be the ultimate goal. Um, you know that's yeah that's as close to getting a Michael Jordan rookie card for me. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. That that is a Yo. pretty lofty goal because that, that exposure. I know. I'm just saying, like that—that that would be cool. I mean, you know, small little operation like mine. I mean, I'm operating out of my apartment. Let you know, I'm not gonna lie. Hey, so that's where it all starts. How, man. So how how can everybody listen and find you? Find your hot sauce and find you on online. Uh, so I I have a sneaker Instagram called Kicks with V. 
my hot sauce brand is called Kicks with V Hots on Instagram, and it'll lead you to the website. It's also kickswithvhots.com. And I have a um, food and drink Instagram account because I just love food. But I'm sharing that with a friend of mine. He came up with the title. It's called Tipples and Vittles. It basically means drinks and food in whatever language he found that in. It's supposed to be English, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta look up the. I gotta look up both of those other ones now. So, and with COVID, um, so what what we used to do with that account is we'll go to different bars and restaurants and stuff like that, and you know try different drinks and food, and you know if it's pretty for Instagram. So the one rule I stated was it has to taste good. If not, we're not putting it on there because, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm gonna re- uh, recommend anything. I'm going to have to eat it myself. Like, so if I'm not eating it, I'm not going to recommend it to you. It's the same approach I use for everything from clothes to sneakers to whatever. Like if I'm recommending it to you, it's because I like it as well. I'm with you on that, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, just to wrap up, definitely appreciate you coming on, sharing your stories. Obviously appreciate you helping us out with designer con and, you know, can't wait Dude, to do it I again, had a man. good time with Designer Con. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, like, it was so fun, man. I mean, just having you around and like getting to know you a little bit more in person that weekend. I, I really appreciate you, you know, supporting well be well well before that, you know, too. And right. And I just wanted to to, you know, put that out there. And I think it's dope that you're taking sneakers and doing something a little different with it as opposed to just sneakers, right? Like I think there's plenty of room for people to do these kind of things. And mm-hmm. this just looked like a cool, creative way for you to do something that you're passionate about, but like still have that sneaker connection. And I just, I think it's dope, man. I, I really do. Thank you. Um, yeah. Like, let me tell you guys a small little secret. Like, look, I appreciate you appreciating me giving the support, but I'm selfishly doing it for myself because I want that type of content. So Thank if you, I don't man. support it, nobody's going to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it, it's a very selfish endeavor, but I'm glad it's, it's helping out. That's dope, man. Well, yeah, thanks bro. for, thanks for setting aside some time and catching up with us to, uh, share some of your stories and share, obviously you knew hot sauce. And I mean, we're a little bit over our time limit, so I'm just going to say it's been a pleasure having you on and, uh, you know, like to everybody listening, thanks for, for rocking with us as usual. And I guess we'll just round it out and say um, we'll have all the links in the description to Varian's Instagram accounts and his hot sauce site where you can pick it up. And we appreciate everybody listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Gloves having you on, man. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Right. Have a good night. Peace. See ya. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. You can become a member for as little as five bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. 
Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.